Life is precious, and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Account for Your Life podcast. This is Jay Moore, your healthy accountant, helping you to account for your life. What an awesome and incredible day it is. Man, I got my wish today. I said, man, I think we need some rain um, to wash away all the salt um, that, you know, that was put down because of all the snow that we got over the past couple of weeks. But man, oh man, the rain came this morning, just washing it away, man. It's so beautiful to see, you know, God's glory in everything, man. So guys, I'm super excited about today and not just because of the rain, but specifically because we got another day. Yes, we got another day. Guys, man, this is this is awesome. So look, jump right into this. The three step process to gain wisdom and 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 really becoming more consistent. Right. You want to be consistent. So, man, I'm just excited about life. And, you know, um, and so I ask you a question. Um, how excited about life for you today? Like like when you woke up this morning, a lot of times we go to bed at night and, you know, we could have been looking at something. We could have been texting with somebody. We may wake up and read a text and and. And when we read the text, it totally sends our day down a certain journey for the day. But what was the last time you woke up, didn't look at your phone, didn't do any of that stuff, and you just kind of went into, you know, you know, yep, it could be prayer. It could be meditation. It could just be quiet time, gratitude time. And, you know, and so when I wake up, um, you know, just kind of, you know, go into that thankful mode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, not asking, 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 asking. A lot of times we start asking for stuff, but I'm just thinking, thank, 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 right? You know, I woke up, you know, I don't wake up with an alarm clock and, you know, some, you know, I went to bed a little bit later than what I need to be. Man, I got to get six hours, man. I think I probably got a little five and a half and and it pushes me, it pushes me to sleep a little longer so that my body can operate well. But what happens is when you, when you start waking up and giving gratitude, something's going to happen. But before that something happens, this process that I'm going to share with you guys today, um, this, this process is foolproof, foolproof. Yes, it's foolproof because we all want to become more consistent. We all want to be better for ourselves. Yeah, we want to be better for our family. We want to be better in our business. Yeah, we want to be better for all the stuff we got to do. But man, we got to be better for ourselves. And, you know, some years ago, man, when I started reading Proverbs, you know, there was all, there was a famous Proverbs, you know, Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean to your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And man, oh man, I just remember hearing that. Now, no one never really went deep into it, but I went deep into it. And so I, I went through some of those Proverbs to find this process. Guys, 
The Bible is full of processes. The Bible is full of principles. The Bible is full of everything you need to run your life. Everything, literally. The Bible has secrets that can be revealed to you to to do whatever you got to do. But before you do anything, you got to become. And that's what and that's what we're going to talk about. Right. Real quick. So when I read that text and I kept reading through, I found a few more prints. I said, man, so the first step in the process is we got to trust in God wholly. It's impossible to please God if you don't have faith without faith. You know, and a lot of times we, you know, we say, well, I believe in God. Like, how much do you believe in God? Like, do you believe in God to the point of the fact that you can't see something? You know, a lot of times we can't see the things that we want in the physical world. But they exist in the invisible world. Think about that. The invisible world is more real than the physical world because everything starts from the invisible. Anything that you want, anything that you desire starts creating itself in the invisible world. And I was sharing, I was sharing with a, a couple of friends last night, um, on a call, just, I, I bombarded, I bombarded my wife's call with her friends last night. And, you know, so I'm, I, I kind of started talking to them, but one of the things that I shared on the call was, I says, look, if we could see, if we could see when something starts to create, if we could actually see what's invisible and see how it starts, Man, we'd be blown away. Here's why we'd be blown away because we would, we would realize that every time we said things that, that, that were negative or that didn't actually support what we wanted, we would see the, the opposite being created. And I'm going to tell you, no one, no one wants to create what they don't want, but that's what we do all day long. And that's, and that's strictly because of the programming. Now to deprogram yourself, Right. Because you want to really get this first step of the process. Trust. Trust him. Trust him. So in trusting him, you want to be more consistent. You want to really get to where you want to be. You got to trust the invisible God that you serve. You got to trust him. Right. Because you can't see him. You've never seen him. Now, think about this. There's a lot of people who who may not have been raised by their fathers. And man, I don't know my father. I've never met my father, but he exists. There's a father out there. So when you just think about it in that concept, a father exists. You just never met him physically. You've never met him. It's the same thing with God. You've never met God physically. So it's like, well, how do you trust somebody you've never seen? But here's the thing. In this world, we're told not to trust things that we cannot see. So how in the world would you be able to trust? Because the world is already programming you not to trust anything that you cannot see with your physical eyes. And there it is. Here it is. You know, a lot of people are, man, you know, my father, you know, I don't have, you know, I didn't have a relationship with my father. My father was never there. And People are hurting, right? I'm not saying that that's, that's not something that's, you know, that's real. But here's the thing. What if, what if they were programmed that, man, your father's not here, but he is there. Your father's really there. Yeah, you don't know him in the physical, but what if all you did was dream about your father? What if all you did was dream about how good your father was? Even, even if that wasn't 100% true, but what if you really did that? What kind of message, what kind of vibe, what what will be sent into the invisible world that could affect that physical father? 
But now let's bring it back to the real father, right? So the real father you've never seen, and yet you want to trust him. But many of us, many of us struggle right here. And I'm going to slow down because I believe that if we can get right here and understand the trusting process, how we trust him with everything. Let's remember the text. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. What is your heart? This is not your heart, your chest. Your chest is not your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart is your whole being. Imagine closing your eyes. Think about this before we move on to the next step. You close your eyes. And and people used to do this all the time at concerts, um, you know, um, entertainers and singers. They would they would fall into the crowd backward and the crowd would catch them. So what if you close your eyes and just and just allow yourself to fall, not literally fall back, because obviously gravity is going to do its job. But if you just thought about your father, the Lord in this way and say, man, I trust him with it everything. I trust him even though I don't know. I don't know that I don't know what's going to happen if I fall. But he's going to be there to pick you up even when it seems like everything is going wrong. You know, um, a few years ago when my son Jared was a freshman in 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 high school, we put him in a Christian school and one morning, like he did not want to go to this school. He was upset the first the first month of school. And we had, I had to take him to school and he was just mad. And we, we, we was in the car one day, one morning, it's six o'clock in the morning. I'm taking him to school and we came up with a saying. And here's the saying. I will do what's best for me. Even when it feels like pain, we even created a song. We were singing it as a family, you know, for about a month. But think about this. If you're going to trust in him, that means that you have to do you. You have to experience doing what's best for you, even when it feels like pain. So when you trust God, it's not going to be painful. It's just at first it's going to feel like it's painful because you're moving into a new realm of your life. You're giving your whole life to God. The next one is this, and this one is big because fear him, fear him. I don't know this whole text because I, I didn't bring my Bible with me, but it's in the verses right after is leading up to um, verse 10. So remember Proverbs 3, 5 through 10 is where I get trust him, fear him. And then we'll get into the last one in just a second. So fear him. So, so when we think about we move from trust to fear. Why? Like, what is fear of the Lord? Fear of the Lord is just, it's respect. Imagine respecting somebody at the highest level where you, you understand the Lord at such a level that you're like, well, well, I don't know anything compared to what the Lord knows. The Lord, listen, man, in the verses following this, Further into the chapter, it talks about how God uses understand, like his understanding is what created the, you know, you know, the, you know, the, um, uh, all the waters and, you know, and all the earth and, 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 and let's think of this. Somebody, a being used his mouth and, or used his speaking, because he's not a human, used his speaking, used his voice to create this whole world. 
think about this. I want you because we got we got to have a good respect, a a respect that is so high that that when you come into the presence of God, when you're thinking about God, you just get on your knees. You just oh my goodness, I'm in the presence of not even great. It's not even greatness. It's not greatness. We're in the presence of of. What's the word? I'm talking royalty. We're in the presence of of just beauty. We're in the presence of, of, of the most finest, most expensive, just everything you can imagine. We are in the presence of that being. And to fear that is to understand that weight. I'm not I can't get even. I can't do anything with that. So whatever I know is not enough. I don't know anything. I get all my knowing from him. So imagine if you get all the knowing from him. How? What? Huh? Then that you can. You just got to bow down. So you trust and then you go into a, 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 a respect that you understand that. OK, if he knows everything, if he is all wisdom. This is going to get, give you wisdom when you understand this, the, this process. He is wisdom. He knows wisdom. He, he, he has everything built in. Then that mean that's less work for me. Yes, less work for me. That just means that all I have to do, do is say, all right, who, who do you want me to be, Lord? Who do you want me to be, God? Who do, who have you? thought of me to be from the very beginning because if he, if because if he's already created that for me why would i do anything else see this fear is realizing that the world around us is empty the physical world that we live in is empty it's not it's not real right now right now what they are creating for people who are unaware they're creating virtual reality so that you could have a, a even more fake reality, even more fake. Like the physical, what we're dealing in the physical is fake. It's not real because because the invisible is real, because if the invisible became visible, it would just take over everything. But it's not going to do that. The invisible is like, all right, well, we're we're going to operate in such a way. We're going to allow people to tap into tap into the invisible with their faith, with their with their uh, trusting, right? They're trusting in God. And then they're fearing God in such a way that they're saying, man, I respect God so much that I won't allow myself to think the way I used to think. I respect God so much that when I'm, when I'm giving my life to him, that, that, that I'm not, I'm not trying to go back to who I was. I respect God so much that when he said he changed my life, I believed him. I respect God so much that when, 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 when God said he would make me over again, he would, he would renew my mind. I totally believe that I trust God so much that the faith that he's given me is more than I need. I trust him that much, but I respect him. I fear him because I know who he is, is way more than who I am. So that's step number two. First step, trust in him. Second step, fear him. And lastly, we got to honor him, honor, honor him with 
everything that we are, everything that we have. In the text, it talks about honoring him with your first fruit of your wealth. Why? One, one, and, and if I back up just a little bit, it says when you fear him, it will give you, it will bring health to your body. Think about that. The fear of the Lord brings health to your body. And then when you honor him, give him your first fruit. First fruit means when it first come in, before anybody gets some, you give him, you give him his, you, you honor him with all that you have time, money, just abilities, everything you're honoring him because it's his anyway. Imagine if you was carrying my money, right? If I say, Hey, look, I'm going to set you up. I'm going to let you hold some of my money. I'm going to give you a house. I'm going to give you a car. I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to give you all this stuff and, and I'll be back soon. I'll be back soon to check out how you did with all that stuff. And now come back. And one, you wasn't even setting aside anything for me. Like, dude, I didn't want it all back. I didn't tell you I had to give it all back. But I'm just saying, hey, set us, set aside a little bit for me. A little bit, just 10%. Set aside some so, so that when I come, when I come back, I can use it the way I want to use it. Or I can tell you how to use it. And usually that's what it comes to. I can tell you how to use it. You know, see, that's how good God is. He's so good that he will give us a hundred percent and say, all you got to do is set aside 10 for me. And then he said, you know what? Take that 10 and use that right there. So he would even allow us to use the 10. I'm not in. And so a lot of times we've been, I'm going to use this word. We've been sold that we're supposed to use it a certain way. The, the religious faction has created a system so that so that literally people could just give, 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 give. Now, I'm not saying that that's not right. What I'm saying is the religious faction has created a system of 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 corporation that that really. It's not what it was intended to be. That's my take on it. I'm not I'm not going to leave it right there. So so but he gives us to tend to then use for what he wants. I'm, I'm just. Like, think about it. God wants you to take the 10 and enrich others. God wants you to take the 10 and support things. God wants you to take the 10 and, you know, and allow that to get into the lives of other people. It could be pastors. It could be a church. It could be a nonprofit that, you know, that you really have a heart for. Like, that's what tithing is. You know, back in the day, you know, there was a, a specific system for it. But that system the, the way that, listen, God does not want, God wants us to follow his direction. Be honest with you. God wants us to follow his direction. So wherever God's leading you, that's where you should take your tent. So he wants us to honor him with all that we have because what he does, look, I'm watching this happen. I got a friend of mine who <laughs> he's like the man gives like nobody's business. But it's untraditional giving. It's not it's not the giving that that you would assume, but he gives so much and he doesn't have room enough. It says like literally he does not have room enough to receive what's coming back from the overflow. It's like he gives, he gets, he gets 10 times more every time. It's, it's, I mean, it's mind boggling. Now he doesn't give for that reason. It's just that he like, yo, it's like, Jay, every time I like I give and it's just like it comes back so much faster. I'd never seen that before. Because we was in church and we've been given and nothing was happening for people. That's a clue. We're giving and nothing's really happening. See, just because you're maintaining the status quo doesn't mean anything. God wants, God wants better testimonies. 
God wants people to know that supernatural things have happened in their life. That's what Jesus showed. Supernatural things can happen in your life when you come under the, when you come under the, the direction of God. So when we honor him with our money, with our talents, with our time, with, with, with all that we are, we become like you gain the wisdom that you gain from this. Literally, you gain wisdom from this. And when you gain wisdom, there's no stopping you on consistency. Consistency is like, bam, bam, bam. You're up. You're doing the thing. You're never, ever worried about how something's not going to work. You always know that even as a, even if there's a risk of something not happening, you know, as we close it, I'm going to share this last story with you because this is, this is key. Um, if we just go to, um, the three servants, who got the talents. Let's think about the three servants who got the talents, right? You had one who got one, two that got two. I mean, one that got two and one that got five. Let's think about this. And there was risk involved with the five and the two. They took a risk with the talent that they had. They could have lost. I guarantee you, they could have lost. Everything. They could have lost it. There was, there's always a possibility. Like nothing's ever really guaranteed. So if there was a possibility of them losing, but they still did it. See, God wants people who trust. Yes. God wants people who fear him. They feared their master. God wants people to honor him. They were honoring their master by using what they had, even though it's like, man, what if something happened? But you know what? The master gave it to me because he knew that I could do it. He knew that I had what it took to to make something happen of this. But the one with the one. Let's think about what he did. He took the one. And he was mad. A lot of people are mad today that, man, I got this, I got this cooking thing, man. I got, I got this cooking thing, man. It's just, it don't mean anything, man. Cooking, man. Man, I got, you know, I got this job, man. I clean up, man. This cleaning thing don't mean anything. And, and, you know, everybody's mad about what little they think they have. You know, we're all blessed with one. See, if we get anything from the scripture, even if you got one, he said, better go use that one. Because when I come back, if you didn't use it, if you didn't grow it, then you're wicked. You didn't have any wisdom. You didn't you didn't do anything consistently to get your to help you to have faith and confidence. That's what consistency gets you. It gets you faith and confidence. So, guys, look, don't be like the one, be like the other two and realize that there's a process. Trust him, fear him, honor him, gain wisdom, be consistent, have faith and confidence. So, guys, that's it for today. But I appreciate you for joining me for another episode of the Account for Life podcast. So, Jay Moore, your healthy accountant, helping you to account for your life. God bless. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. We are so glad you invested this time with us. Always remember, you only have one life to live, so live it to the fullest. This has been the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Until next time, make it a great day.